and welcome to this week's edition of the Getting Ahead Podcast by David Mark Shaw, your weekly podcast on all things digital, technology, and what it means to you, the small business owner. We will have super smart guests and actionable insights each and every week to help you get ahead. Hi there, and welcome to this week's edition of the Getting Ahead podcast with me, David Shaw. This week, we've got a very special guest in Karen Hardy, who is a brand specialist from uh, the Earth Kent, working all over the Southeast with some fabulous clients. And she's going to be telling us all about why branding is so important to your company. So welcome, Molong Karen. Thank you very much. Good to be here. Fantastic. So um, branding is one of those subject matters that I, I know exactly how important it is, mm-hmm. um, and to me, it's it's a bit of a dark art. Um, the power of a brand can make or break an organization. Mm-hmm. Um, poor branding can have a very serious effect on, on an organization. Um, and it is something that probably a lot of organizations don't take into account as much as they necessarily should and certainly don't budget accordingly. So um, what's, what do you, what's, what's branding to you? What do you what, when I say to my brand, what does it mean yeah, to you? Yeah, I, I, think, I think you've actually picked up on a very good point there. Um, I think a lot of companies pay lip service to it because it, it's a word of a moment so they think oh I must I must invest in my branding without really knowing what it means um, but you raise a good point what is branding um, well it's certainly more than a logo um, you may or may not have heard that before um, but unfortunately a lot of people start with the design and they don't consider the strategy behind that um, so that's what I do I'm a brand strategist and, and what that basically means is getting once you've got a business strategy in place it's actually working on what that means and what that means for you as a brand, how you position yourself, how you come across, you know, at every touch point. So not just a logo, not just a website, you know, as, as a lot of people do think it is, but actually every touch point. So is your receptionist, for example, on brand or, you know, is she, you know, is she, is she not answering calls on time? You know, it's, it's a number of different things. Um, and all of those things add up to a brand strategy. Yeah. No, that sounds perfect. I, I've heard that expression before, and, and you're absolutely right. I often see organisations around that sort of call themselves, having the word brand in their yes. company names, and ultimately they seem to be putting logos on mugs and T-shirts yes. and, and other things and business cards Very and so true. on. And they make it quite um, sort of toy, term so coin that term branding more, like you said, around the logo bit, around the sort of colour scheme and so on. But it's so much more than that. Yes. And I love the expression you use, is receptionist on brand. So are we talking about the experience that your customer is... Absolutely. Absolutely. That's entirely what it's all about, really, the whole strategy side of things. And and you pick up on something there. So people pick their colours. I mean, you were talking about colours, for example. People pick their colours randomly. There's a whole psychology behind you know what represents you and your brand um, as a colour, for example. So that's part of it. So it's a number of different elements. And, and, you know, what's more important than all of this is that it's not what you say about you. Your brand is what other people say about you. So going back that every touch point thing the receptionist or whoever that person is the mouthpiece for your brand and they absolutely need to be representative they need to have a set of guidelines really knowing so they know exactly what is on brand and what isn't on brand um so yeah you raise a really good point there to that experience from beginning to end you look at some great examples of this apple at every touch point you know you know when you go into an apple store you'll get the same experience whether you love them or you hate them any mcdonald's store and you're going to get exactly the same experience you know and you're going to get exactly the same product and whatever else so it's about creating consistency really as well yeah. and that's a, that's a problem that a lot of small businesses have I think and is there a link between 
culture and brand? Oh, absolutely. There's a huge, huge difference. And I think, you know, we've, we've spoken about this before, David. I think there's some people that that create a look and feel because they feel that they should because someone that they like has created that um that you know they're and then when actually people get to meet them that's not representative of who they are as a human being so the cultural aspect is massively important yeah spot on brilliant no that makes perfect sense so in that in creating this experience and you're thinking about it it ties very perfectly dovetails into digital as you know mm. as digital becomes more about creating an end-to-end mm. experience from from prospect to customer and beyond you know from the customer um how would you from a small business perspective how where should a small business owner where should they sort of start when they're starting to think about their brand whether it's an existing company or a brand new company mm. where was the first place you, you sort of your your sort of best bit of advice you can think of for so where should they start thinking about brand Target market is a huge, huge part of strategy. Um, you know, I, I think if you don't know who you're talking to, it's very hard to establish it. And this is a very much two-way thing. There's a lot of strategists who, who talk about one particular way of finding a target market. Now, for me, you have to have something that these guys want to sell. There has to be a market for it. Um, but equally, they need to know, like, you know, they have to know all those kind of things about you. They have to trust you. Um, so target market is a really key point, And it helps, even if you haven't been in the space that you've worked in as a small business it helps if you've, you have some experience um, of working with tu- you know with customers in some kind of capacity of and, and you know the exercises that I take my customers on it's very much seven seven different items actually that they need to go through some which are very emotional some which are very um, functional or factual you know can these guys pay the bills that's that's quite an important thing no, you know, a lot of people a lot of people relate to people, but they don't necessarily, you know, and they have the budget for you. So we, we drill right down and, and, and into beyond, I mean, again, if people have done target market exercises here, it's beyond the kind of geographics, demographics, which, you know, is often spurted out <laughs> left, right, <laughs> yes. centre everywhere. It's getting right into the psychology of these people and finding out what, you know, what makes them tick really and whether you can provide something that's going to, they're going to buy into as a brand. I mean, you look at something, going back to Apple again as an example, um, you know, how much advertising do you see from Apple? Very, very little, really. Um, it, it, it's all about how they've created this feeling. Yeah, um, and no matter what they put out on the marketplace, you know, their customers forgive them. They've had technological problems down the line. Um, you know, they'll defend them. Yes, because exactly. They're, they're advocates. Exactly. They are the, a tribe, you know, as you yeah. often heard as well. So, yeah. They go sort of beyond being a customer. And I yeah. think maybe that's the point when they're yeah. in there. And you mentioned a really good point at the very beginning about um, your brand is what your customers yes. think of you. Yes. And so is that part of your process is yes. of finding out what customers think about your clients yes. from the very beginning? Yes, absolutely. Um, it's really, really important. And But just going back to the digital point, even, mm-hmm. um, I think so many companies will get the smaller businesses here, will get the offline element. You know, I've got the I've got the brochure. You know, I I, I carry myself well at networking meetings, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But then online, it's not representative of that. Um, again, we've spoken about this before, David. You know, people just getting a design up on a website that they particularly like, and yet the function isn't like you know the function isn't there. And again, it just lets you down. It's just part of your brand. You've got to realise that at every touch point that your customer meets you, um, you need it to be representative of this this overall strategy. And that's really what I do and work with customers on. And ensure that they're completely on brand at every 
at every in every point with the customer, really, yeah. So it's so much more than just anything visual, isn't oh, it? Oh, so much more. And so a, much more. And that's sort of a, a real misconception, real misconception in the industry when someone thinks yeah. about a brand strategist. They think they're going to come in and, and do fluffy stuff. And it's, Absolutely. It, I think it's actually more perception-based. I think it's more um, about how people feel, you know, and... Um, and like you say, from from beginning to end, creating those experiences um, and understanding what the current experience is and what is the defined journey. Would that really be what's the ideal experience you want them to follow? Yeah, exactly. And I mean, the world we live in, the digital world we live in, you cannot any longer have that one-way conversation. You know, we're, we're, we're not in the, the days of uh, Henry Ford and you can have every colour you want as long as it's black kind of days, you know. <laughs> we have we, we have a two-way conversation to be having here. So, you know, I've worked with customers before who, again, offline were fabulous. Um, but then online, you know, they would be, and these are some of these are fairly big brands, actually. I won't, I won't name and shame anyone. <laughs> um, but, you know, some fairly big brands. And, and, you know, they would be, they'd set up, they'd they paid lip service rather to having a Facebook or a Twitter account. And then customers would try to interact with them and have this two-way conversation. And, and they weren't responding. I mean, that's just a travesty, right? And these, all of these things make up your brand. Um, and I think, unfortunately, that sometimes the digital world, you know, well, brand strategists don't necessarily get digital and small businesses then has a knock-on effect for small businesses, really. So I think from listening to you as well, I don't think... Um digital people um, web designers and you know content marketers whatever, I don't think they necessarily take brand strategy as serious as, as no. they should do no um, and I think they feel that they they have to be all you know I, I know some great designers um, but in the same way that you know you wouldn't <laughs> I wouldn't I wouldn't get me on Photoshop for example in the same way you know I, I feel that these guys have almost felt that you know, they feel that they have to do everything, and and it's not their area of expertise. And um, so I always encourage. Now I've got a, a great bank of designers that I work with, who know it's not their area of expertise, and they want that piece of work done before because, you know, it, it's actually doing them a disservice if a client hasn't got their strategy right. You know, which does affect things like design. It completely affects logo. It completely affects color. All those things that are traditionally thought of as brand. That is affected by the strategy. So um, I think the message is getting out there more and more. And I think um, it'd be nice to see more collaboration, I think, between strategists and, and designers, definitely. No, absolutely. I, I think that's the part as part of your um, this is not just a digital conversation you know um, branding continues as much in the off like you mentioned earlier about the receptionist this is as much as a, a people thing and a culture thing um, as it is necessarily yeah. a, a, a digital thing at all I think it's it's actually quite a, a lot more encompassing than even I imagined when I think about it and hearing you you talk about it I can imagine it's such an important role mm. um, and something small business owners really need to be Considering, you know, this is something that, you know, if you're not, ultimately, this is all tying down to, well, all of this all ties back to sales, so like everything ultimately does. And if you're not getting that, particularly in today's day and age with the uh, the concept of being familiar with the zero moment of truth mm. um, and the idea that you can't provide a bad product or a bad service any longer because people are going to talk about it, you know, yeah. and it, they, everyone's now got this yeah. mouthpiece and ability to do so. So if you're not controlling that experience, yeah. um, from way before you even got any idea that a prospect is researching you and understanding about you, that you're immediately creating an experience, whether it's someone that's seen you or met you in a, a networking event, so you speak, whatever it might well be, 
they're starting to create those opinions and that experience way before they even consider becoming a customer. 100%. 100%. And that's why, I mean, I've said it a few times already, but it's so important to to get all of those touch points correct. It's, it's not just offline. It's not just online. It is bringing all of that together. I mean, video is a great tool. You know, if you've got a real brand, a real kind of edgy, fun brand personality, and that's another key thing we're speaking about what's the key thing is what's defining your personality as a brand, you know? Um, what differentiates you from the average accountant, say, or, you know, average marketing person or, you know, whoever? How, how do you separate yourself um, from the rest? And, and actually, you know, defining what that is and then using that and using all of the tools that are out there, both offline and online, um, to bring that all together. So that's really what the strategy element is all about, really, and just getting out there and implementing it. <laughs> Absolutely. And is it... Um... Is it? Um, I suppose is the challenge similar from small businesses and? But I know you've worked obviously mm. on very large businesses and yes. accounts in, in the past. Do you find there's much of a difference between um, a small business and a large or similar sort of challenges? I think that the, the major difference really is that um, the larger organisations understand that marketing comes after brand. So you know, whereas marketing strategies come and go depending on where you're going as an organisation, um, the brand always remains. And I think that's something that's understood um, by bigger businesses and that's probably why they are bigger businesses because they've understood how to um, build a brand um, where smaller businesses struggle I think and and you know it's 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 not their fault really because it's not your area of expertise um, you know there's so so much noise out there oh you, you know I can get you to the top of Google you know uh, I can design you the best website I can you know whatever whatever it goes on um, there's so many tactics out there that the average small business um, the average small business owner is completely and utterly confused what do I do it's not your area of expertise you, you may never have worked in a corporate function and understood marketing at all um so so what do i do how do i do that and it, it's really not it's not the fault it's actually you know a little frustration with with the, my own industry in terms of what you work there's too much noise and they and they don't understand it so too many tactics so that's the major difference is is really trying to um you know because we all as small business owners need to get traction you know we need to get money in now you know, and it's trying to get small business owners to comprehend and understand that they need to take a step back get the strategy right look at it in its entirety and then create the implementation side of things so that's the major difference really and the major challenge but I'm on a mission to change that don't you? absolutely <laughs> well, I, you met, I love the line you said that this this comes before marketing and yes. I, I couldn't agree more in the sense that if you don't know why or where you're going yes applying any of these tools whether it be SEO, whether it be social media, whether it be pay-per-click, whether it be the website design, you can't do any of those things unless you know what the, 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 the story and the brand that you've got behind it, where you're going with all of that. Um, and as much as I, you know, I think it's great that people are diving into some of these tools and giving it a go. And so you should, you should test and experiment with these tools. But to get the most effectiveness out of any of those tactics... You've got to have that base point. You've got to have that strategy right from the very beginning. Absolutely. And I think, you know, it's not business strategy, but I think people, I think small business owners get slightly intimidated by the terminology of brand strategy. They think we're too small for this. This is only for the big corporates. But effectively, it's just what you're saying. It's about creating the end point. What's the vision? And that's the first step I always take my customers. What's the vision? What's the mission? And I don't mean creating a corporate mission statement that we create once and then you put it in a 
draw and never look at it again. I mean, what's the cut? If you've got a moving target, you're never ever going to be able to hit that. So, what is the end goal? And that changes. So then, that's why brand does come first, definitely. But it's a consistent. It's always there, and we're always reviewing and we're always tweaking. Um, so yeah, absolutely agree. Couldn't agree more. <laughs> no, I think I think it's absolutely fascinating. Um, and. What sort of areas do you sort of cover at the moment? In terms of... Oh, geography. Well, at the moment, it's very, it is quite Southeast based. Um, I do have a couple of clients in Europe, and I've got a couple in the US as well. So um, going global, David, going global, that's the aim. So, uh, But very Southeast, um, England-based at the moment. So, uh, yes. And for my sort, of, uh, my sort of research and my sort of understandings, the, um, particularly stateside, they really get this. They do. And yes. this is not just a big business thing over there. Small no. businesses. Is, um, I, again, you mentioned you know this is uh, the the terminology, and I think again that that would concern people, whether it's a content strategist or whether it's a, um, a digital strategist or a brand strategist. I think those terms scare people. I think they might hear the word strategist and then think cost. Yes, absolutely. You're absolutely right, and I think that is often a barrier. Correct. Yeah. And um, it's a case of um, you know these are these are amazing. Um, they've got to think of this more as investment as opposed to a cost, absolutely, because yeah. there will be without a doubt. Out, return on investment and anything getting these things put in place and I think organizations will feel so particularly business owners will feel so much more empowered when they feel I now know who our identity is I now know what we stand for why we stand for it and how everyone in the organization is going to then take this forward um, it, it's sort of a, it's almost like it's um, it's tying all of that together and so on and you raise a key point there I think it especially as you get bigger as an organization you bring on staff potentially partner up with somebody else you know I think often the business owner can be going ahead at lightning speed and leaving everyone else behind almost completely unintentionally um, but has no concept that nobody else understands where the brand's going so um, that's a very important piece of work so it's a con- it's a constant you know it's a constant thing that we need to be assessing yeah absolutely is there any other any other brands outside of Apple that you know you've seen whether it's with work from yourself or from other people where they they've they really got it right I mean there's some fabulous examples out there across many industries I mean if you look at I mean there's some crazy examples that shouldn't shouldn't technically have worked but they've worked really well I mean everyone knows compare the market and the meerkat I mean brilliant how they just rather than you know going back on a, a you know a consumer win actually rather than arguing against that and fighting against that they thought you know what we're gonna we're gonna create a brand out of this a lovable fun brand um so they really understood the consumer's frame of mind i think rather than churning out the same old kind of of that industry it's quite dare i say it quite corporate yes. sometimes boring messaging sorry if anyone's in that industry listening but um but you know it's just making it slightly exciting and interesting um there's a ton of stuff i mean again you know i spoke about mcdonald's earlier they're brilliant they're constantly reinventing themselves i mean these guys could have sat on their laurels years ago thinking we're number one in this area but they're constantly reinventing. they're listening to what their market want you know we don't you know, we don't want overweight kids therefore we're going to invest in things kids product projects we're going to be inventing in other you know we're going to be creating other products around something that's going to be relevant for our market we're going green we're going to lead the debate on that um there's so many examples of brands that have done so well in reinventing themselves in the modern world so um and that's a good and the digital world has you know if you look at some of the brands that have really failed they just haven't embraced digital you know they haven't it's the guys that have embraced where the audience is going rather than thinking 
this is the new world, we're going to stick to our old way, shape and form. And that's what it's all about, reinventing yourself in the modern modern era. No, I completely agree. I think that disruption is, um, as a result of technology, is, is you know, those are all the high profiles, you know, the, um, whether it be the blockbuster or, or whatever it might well be, there's, um, you know... Yeah, exactly. um, yeah, that's a great example, yeah. They've, um, and to think that they were, you know, they had the opportunity to buy Netflix apparently three times, you know, for about £10 oh, wow, million, yes, pounds, which yes, is a drop in the ocean in terms of what it is now. It's thinking about where your consumers are, what they want, or what they want today, but also what they're going to want tomorrow. And this is why this target market piece is so important and you know again I don't want to necessarily overwhelm your listeners because we're talking about huge brands here but it's important that you know um, it's just as important in fact it's more important for smaller businesses because you're not known as a brand yet so actually your point of differentiation are your customers and what they say about you so so how can you leverage that can you speak to them can you can you invite them over for a drink this evening or can you can you take them out can you buy them a gift can you encourage them in some way to feed back to you what they like about you and this is not this is not a time to get precious about things it's about asking honest feedback about what's working for them not what what's not working for them and how you take the brand forward it's constantly listening to your customers and where they're going and keeping an eye on the market keeping on an eye actually on all things digital these days as well where the market's going um what's going to be the next big thing for your brand and as much as i think you know it might well be like you said it might be overwhelming for small businesses to do that i think i really see this from talking to you this is the glue mm. that sort of keeps all of your other little digital tactics whether it be social or email or website whatever it might well be and there's lots of great organizations out there offering their services to try and help you take advantage of digital and that's so as part of this sort of series of podcasts is to try and help small business owners demystify all of that and I really see this as, uh, as the, the branding being the glue and the sort of the, the reason for doing all of this stuff in the first place absolutely absolutely I couldn't couldn't put it better myself David fantastic that's brilliant <laughs> so if anyone wanted to find more about you where can they find you they can find me I'm on Facebook I'm on Twitter I'm everywhere else but they can find me at karenhardy.com quite simple my name is spelled slightly differently from the average hardy it's h-a-r-d-i-e dot com so uh, that's where they can find me fantastic we'll put that in the show notes and I hope that's been useful for everybody and um, we'll look forward to speaking to you guys next time fabulous thanks so much you're welcome